Welcome to the Wimlex Show, episode number 39, presented by Debt Agency, Bright Payments and Spryker. Today our guest is Patrick Illerstieg. He is responsible for the global online business at Volvo Car and he also is responsible for Care by Volvo, a very interesting concept on how to get a car for um, end consumers. So as you might know, I'm uh, uh, very into cars. I'm following a lot of car blogs, car YouTube channels, um, especially um, the My Deals website where you find a lot of good deals on new cars and leasing contracts. And um, the Care by Volvo principle is a very interesting addition to um, the ways how to get a car and to get a car in a kind of Netflix style. And um, this is uh, super innovative to the industries. Now other companies are copying this uh, principle. It's very different from leasing. That's what I've learned in the, uh, in the podcast. And uh, we also talk about um, the dilemma between car retailers and car manufacturers and from Patrick's point of view there is no real dilemma there's aligned interest uh, when it comes to customer satisfaction but listen yourself it's a very entertaining show it was uh, planned and executed of course uh, by my uh, very very um, elegant and eloquent co-host Lena Hackeler uh, and she starts with the introduction Welcome, everybody, to a new episode of the Wimlex show. Today, again, we're three on the show. We have a special guest uh, from Sweden, and that is Patrick Illerstig, who is running Volvo's global online business. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you, Lena. It's really nice to have you here on the show. We've been trying to find a time for quite some time to, uh, to schedule a, a date for the podcast. Um, and Alex and I have been quite excited about this one because, of course, Volvo is such a big global brand and also very much a Swedish trademark, almost, I would say. Um, but the online business is perhaps a little bit less known. So tell us a little bit more, perhaps, about what it is exactly that you do at Volvo and, of course, about yourself. Absolutely. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, so Volvo set out on a journey two three years ago uh, uh, to, to move um, towards becoming more of a mobility provider, whatever that means. Uh, and when, when we talk a bit about what Volvo should be, we say that the car used to be um, a, a symbol for freedom, but, but lately it's become maybe more of a symbol of many things that are not so good in the world. So we want to recapture a bit that, that sense of freedom to move. So that's our company purpose. Uh, and then we say that we should provide freedom to move in a way that is safe, personal and sustainable. Um, and what that means is, of course, that we, we believe that we cannot just build the same type of cars and distribute them in the same way and giving the customer the same customer experience as they've always had. Uh, and and why, why we believe in that is, of course, the outside world is changing so much. Everything from electrification to autonomous drive to um, uh, all, all the movements and everything around sustainability. <clears throat> so we need to... <clears throat> Sorry, I need to drink something. <clears throat> so we need to reinvent ourselves a bit. We're a 91-year-old company. But if we want to be... 180, we, we, we probably need to continue to build great products, but find new ways to give them to customers. Uh, and, and one obvious thing is, of course, uh, uh, how cost customers have started to behave online. 
where we know that 90% plus of all buying journeys, uh, they actually start online. We know, of course, that customers are, are starting to pick up on alternatives to actually own a car. Maybe it was a status symbol 10 years ago. Nowadays, maybe it's not for certain people. So how, how can we basically, how can we make our products come into the hands of more people in new ways that fit them better and that will make us successful at the end? So Care by Volvo is a spe- special ownership model because customers don't actually own their car anymore. <clears throat> um, they subscribe to it, as I understand, is, is, is the concept. So how does that differ from, for example, a classic leasing? Absolutely. Uh, and I think the whole uh, con- concept of, of ownership is a bit interesting. Um, uh, I mean, when, when private lease came some some years ago, I think there was a lot of fuss around that, that it would uh, destroy the car industry and that people actually definitely want to own their, their cars. And if you look at what's happening with the share of, of customers who, who choose to lease instead of, of buy, that's, of course, a very strong trend. Um, but but we, we didn't, before I started at Volvo two and a half years ago, I, I never had a clue about what is a full service lease, what's a long-term rental, what's a private lease. I'm, I was quite uneducated on that. So where we started instead was that, how, how can we give customers a way to, to get into one of our cars in the easiest way? And how can we then give them the best experience of actually having a car? We, we don't talk about owning a car or, or leasing a car or subscribing to a car, but having a car. So having a, a mental mindset that this is my car, but, but not necessarily that I own it. So what, what we have done is that we, we have created um, a simplified uh, online journey where you are not forced to select between 5,000 different variants you are not forced to to go to an offline location unless you want to. You can actually do it from from you know your sofa uh, in a very quick way. There's, I think you can manage by five six clicks or something. Then you can have a subscription. Then then we we offer then curated cars, uh, and then we we have. Uh, um, basically looked at, okay, if we want to sell this online and through our retail- retailers, how can we take away the hurdles? It is, you know, paying 800,000 for something cash at home might be a bit of a hurdle. But here with, with subscription, then we offer you a 30-day trial. So if you don't like the car, you can uh, hand it back. Uh, we, we offer a quick delivery. Uh, we also then offer you the chance to Keep the subscription for as long as you want, always with the three-month notice period. So that is one big difference, the flexibility. Then the other difference is that we include everything apart from electricity or, or fuel. So we have you know, your taxes covered, we have your winter tires covered, we have your winter tire hotel covered, we have your maintenance covered, we have your insurance covered, etc., etc. So what you see is sort of what you will pay at the end of the day. So one part is the flexibility. The other one then is the convenience of having everything uh, covered. So it's very predictable for you and then, yeah, very convenient. Uh, 
May, 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 I, may I jump in here? So um, um, I, I totally get this uh, model. Maybe uh, we have to explain the 800,000 uh, um, um, uh, kronas mark because most listeners probably will uh, will, uh, ah. uh, will be in the euro uh, area. I don't know what the exchange rate is. but one It's easy, 10. <laughs> okay, so 80,000, so it's 80,000, 70 to 80,000 euros uh, uh, for, uh, for a car um, uh, you would sell. Uh, and this car, just just to give an example, uh, let's take an eighty thousand euro um, uh, Volvo X90, which is probably the most desired car from most people because it's an um, SUV. It's uh, it's it's looking quite nice. Uh, it has a super nice interior. Um, in this care by Volvo uh, offer, how much would this this car in euro numbers would cut uh, would uh, cost the customer? So I can register on your site. What I can configure my car. As I understand it, mm -hmm. uh, I have to I have to use it at least six months or longer. So how does it work exactly? Just to just to have like a um, an, an, a specific example here. Oh, absolutely. Um, I I think um, what what you do is you go to our site, and these days now we have actually offer we offer uh, both the chance for you to configure your car but also select one that we already have in stock for a quick delivery. And otherwise, you probably need to wait some time until the car is built. So that's a big advantage that we can actually offer a, an attractive range of cars with quick delivery or the opportunity to tailor it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and then I think one of our most popular cars is the XC40, mm -hmm. which it's is a smaller car. SUV, but mm -hmm. it's a fantastic and beautiful car. And, and uh, now very soon, uh, the fully electrical XC40 will hit the streets as well. Uh, and that XC40 then starts from 539 euro per month. Uh, and the only commitment you make in the beginning is that, or you make no commitment actually in the beginning. If you want to hand it back in the first month, you can do so without an extra charge. And then if you decide to keep it, you keep it sort of three months at a time rolling, just like you have a subscription of a telephone or electricity or whatever it is. Um, so, so it's, it's, a three, it's a three months cancelling uh, yeah, period. Exactly, three month okay. notice uh, period. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> which, no which is uh, no no minimum duration, and um, <clears throat> we we have decided to. We we are a company sort of trying to be centered around people and what happens in people's lives. So, the th if you lease, you're usually <clears throat> you usually see a very low price. Um, you know, maybe 200 euro. But what would happen then is you probably need to make a down payment. You probably have a car that is very, very poorly equipped. You're probably locking yourself in for a very long time. You need to add insurance. You need to add taxes. You need to add winter tires, etc., etc. So at the end of the day, those 200 might end up at 400 and a car that is maybe not exactly what you wanted. So we have a big challenge that... Um, Uh, or challenge we, we, the situation is so that the car industry has taught people that if you lease you need to keep it for 36 to 48 months and i don't think that is because people necessarily want to change car every 36 or 48 months but the car industry has decided that's how we should do uh, and the other then the other thing is of course that people don't really understand i don't understand or want to understand how much it costs to actually have a car Because of all the, the stuff that comes on top. Uh, total cost of ownership is the concept that we talk about. 
Mm. And, and, and another miss in the car industry is usually, and that comes especially from uh, from the um, uh, retailing organizations, is that uh, people, before they buy a car or by, even before they lease a car, they really want to sit in the car and make, make a test drive. And now um, um, as, as, the, as uh, the owner of the global online business, uh, um, how do you look at that? So how many of the people um, uh, getting a car from uh, a Care by Volvo program have ever used the Volvo before or even test drived uh, the model um, they've chosen online? Oh, uh, that, that's, of course, a very difficult question to answer. Um, I mean, when, when, when you work at the company, whatever it is, usually you center the world quite a lot around you and you think that you can understand how every customer behaves. Um, But of course you can't. <laughs> so we we have asked uh, customers, you know, did did you actively go to to uh, a, a store in your purchasing journey? And then the vast majority have not done that. But then, of course, maybe their neighbor has a Volvo. Maybe they were at the Volvo dealership a year ago. Maybe you know who knows. But we we definitely see that customers dare to do things online without touching feeling. Uh, but that is, of course, also tied to the fact that we have made a product that is uh, a lower commitment. But, mm -hmm. but it's very important for us. I mean, if we compare Care by Volvo in, in Germany to a startup like uh, Cluno, uh, as an example, yes. one mm -hmm. of our or one of the few really strong USPs we have is that we have a huge network of uh, retailers. And if we cannot leverage them in a good way and involve them in a good way yeah we we have lost that opportunity completely mm -hmm. so for us there is no self-purpose in in sort of minimizing the amount of people going to a dealership not at all we just want to make it easy for the customer when they are online to finalize the transaction yeah if i if i go today to a to a dealership um uh um what i understand from the leasing market and actually i'm new to leasing so i have like a leasing car from my company but i never had a car uh, uh um leased uh, um as a private person so we are just buying old used cars uh um also volvos <laughs> good they're good enough like, for uh, for the family and uh, we can uh, we can drive around for another like five to ten years so but if i understood it's like the the owner of the leasing contract or the uh, like the main uh, giver of the leasing contract is the retailing uh, uh, um, store. Is, is that correct? Or is usually the, the, the owner of the contract is this uh, the car manufacturer? No, you, usually you have someone who produces the car, you have someone who uh, finances the car and you have someone who sells the car or the lease product to a customer. So, so usually you could have a Santander or an automotive captive finance company that actually owns the car and has the legal relationship or the contractual relationship with the customer. Um, so we, we would sell the car to uh, a retailer uh, who, who would then uh, get the customer in and present different options of buying a car cash, uh, taking a loan, or then taking a lease uh, where a finance company or leasing company would be... Uh, sort of the contractual partner so that's how it mm. usually would work mm. okay and if i let's let's play it through because the retailing uh in industry is like a, a big part still of the um of the industry and there's a, a big uh like big discussions going on uh in the german market of course uh because of the movements of um uh, of uh, volkswagen so there's like uh, you can read like 
every second week something in the newspaper saying, yeah, uh, they are doing this. We don't want that. Uh, uh, let's uh, let's go with this way. Um, if I go to a retailing store asking for a car, um, usually the biggest deal or the biggest business these retailing stores are, are are still having is like selling a car. Is that is that correct, or would they actively promote me a care by Volvo deal? I mean, I, I think if, if I would be a retailer, my main objective would be to uh, not just sell cars, but actually take care of the cars. So perform maintenance, uh, uh, provide spare parts, uh, and then, of course, making sure that whenever the customer buys a car the next time or leases a car or subscribes, that they actually talk to me as a retailer. Mm. Uh, and of course it's it's quite hard to get customers if you don't sell them a car mm. but but we have been that's been an integral part of the Kerba Volvo product all along that this is not about making sure that customers never ever visit the retailer For, mm. first of all we want to use them as a sales channel but then secondly Volvo doesn't have we don't have our own workshops uh, so again the retail partner is an absolutely crucial part of that But but you're right, of course, a retailer would want to sell something or make money, uh, both on the transaction and then making getting a customer relationship with business all along. Uh, and there we have, um, uh, of course, many good examples of for the right type of customer, a retailer definitely sells uh, Care by Volvo. Absolutely. Hmm. And if I have okay. a Care by Volvo car at home, sorry. Um, if I have a Care by Volvo subscription, would I be taking my car to the Volvo dealership then, for example, to change my winter tires and to get any maintenance done? Yeah, exactly. What, what, what we are, I think we, it's easy to polarize a bit uh, between us and retailers. And, and honestly, we compete together against the rest of the world, not between us. Uh, so we would like your your um, the Volvo Call app that you use. It use it started really as a remote control to the car, where we want to build in features now, such as hey, it's time to change winter tires. Click here and book an appointment with your retailer. But it's not Volvo changing the tires; that's the retailer. Then I think it's Volvo's uh, uh, job to make sure that that experience, you know, fits our brand and that customers get treated in a way we want, etc. But but there's no real conflict in that. So no, you would definitely go to a Volvo retailer, uh, and that's one of the benefits. If 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 um, if the car instead goes uh, through a big lease company, the lease company might decide that no, we don't want to do service at Volvo retailers. We have a, a Uh, contract with Dekra or, or someone and that's where you're going to go and then we lose out the retailer loses out and we hope that the sort of Volvo branded experience would be better than going to a white label supplier Can you give us a short overview about like the success or uh, um, the, the, the learning curve of uh, Care by Volvo because you started like the program so um, uh, looking back so is it like a, a big success is there, do you, is there more people asking for a Care by Volvo deal than you expected or less people or how, how, would, you, how would you say that? I, I would say that it's been a tremendous sort of learning journey for, for us at Volvo. But but if we look where we are now in Germany, I'm always a bit or quite 
uh, a lot self-critical, <laughs> but I would say that we're getting close to what we would feel very, very, very proud about and good about. I think it's clear that uh, there is a big demand from customers. And the beauty is that over 90% of the customers we bring in with Care by Volvo are actually new to the Volvo brand. So mm. that's incremental business for us and it's incremental business for our retailers. So I, I think it's been a very long and, and bumpy and painful road. But if we look at where we are now, especially now uh, sort of in the midst of Corona or in the end of the first phase of Corona, we, we see a, a very strong and in, in increased demand for exactly this type of service. You, 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 can, you can do it online and maybe you don't know where you're going to be in a year. What's the life going to be like? And then this is a perfect solution for you. So I think it's going very well, actually, without sharing any numbers, unfortunately. <laughs> and Volvo is, of course, very much a global brand. But what markets is Care by Volvo currently available in? We have it in um, uh, Germany, we have it in Holland, we have it in Norway. Uh, within short, we're going to launch it in the UK. Uh, and then we have a product also in the US. So it's been internationalizing quite a lot. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I mean, that's a bit tricky for a core company because... Usually we, we build a car and then we make, you know, fantastic commercials that we spread across the globe. It takes a lot of time to build a car, but once the car is done, it's done. And then you can just ship it to different places, very simplified. But, but this is really building, building a business and building a product that is quite new to us as a company. And, and uh, then it takes time to scale. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the customers already a little bit, that many of them are new to the brand. Where do the customers actually come from? How do you acquire customers to your online uh, We work almost exclusively with uh, online marketing, uh, which of course is nothing special in itself maybe. But, but um, again, I think many car manufacturers work, if you turn on your TV um, or if you watch play of some kind, where there is a commercial, you, you see a lot of cars, of course. Um, so, so car companies, of course, have worked a lot with branding. Uh, and then a lot of the tactical marketing maybe has been done more by the retailer. So, you know, in the Handelsblatt or whatever, you have a page with here are stock cars available uh, right now. And there we now take, uh, take part of that activity as well. Uh, and what we have seen work well is, of course, something like this uh, 30-day trial. That's something that feels unique and that people can trigger on and click on. We've also seen that uh, quite a few native ads has worked well, where we get the chance to explain a bit about this concept because it is a bit new and, and okay, it looks expensive, but hey, it's not actually. This is why. So th- those are things that have been working well for us. Mm-hmm. So, so we have uh, what we see at other uh, manufacturers, especially Tesla, is coming around with. Um, they are promoting a kind of a concept where you can uh, you can offer your Tesla into kind of a shared pool, saying, "Okay, uh, it's not just only you are driving the car. You can lease it uh, internally to your friends, or like even to an uh, to an open pool, which is most probably doable because you can open the car via uh, via smartphone and for." 
for the group of customers you are uh, um, uh, you are um, you're working with, this seems to be also a concept that might be feasible because they are not like they don't feel as a car owner. They are car users and say, okay, if I can save some money uh, while parking my car in the city, so I can give it to the carpool for the next five hours. Is it something you've uh, you've been looking into, or something you you uh, uh, you have uh, an opinion about? Um, I think the customers that we want to target are are probably people who want to have the sense of ownership, but maybe not all of the commitments that come with it. So for our business model, it's quite important that people don't change the car as often as they, I don't know, change pants. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so we want people to have a car for a long time until their needs radically change. Uh, and for the people who, who like, like you said, might have a very temporary mobility need, uh, we, we think that there are a multitude of, of good companies or fantastic companies working on that. So uh, I think our target is is still around the people, or it is around the people that still want to have a car, um, but they don't want to commit to it. Uh, so we had uh, ideas around that uh, some time ago, and when we did customer research in our focus groups, uh, so to speak, that was not something that they might were really that interested in. And it's to be honest, it's a logistical nightmare as well to to handle those types of things. Hmm. So not for care by Volvo, but then Volvo has another uh, uh, has a startup called uh, M in Stockholm, which is built around exactly that, that you can get, you know, temporary access to to a Volvo car. Uh, but yeah, right now it's not for us. <laughs> okay. And, and the other way around. So um, as you're, you're have like a direct access uh, to the customer of a care by Volvo contract, right? Mm-hmm. So you can, you could also offer kind of a carpooling services at, um, um, at, at airports saying, okay, instead of like renting your car at six, you can have a, a care by Volvo car, Uh, uh, at your holiday uh, destination uh, at, at Palma, for example. So um, that's why I'm using usually uh, getting a car. Uh, is it something you, you know? There must be something much more um, valuable to uh, working with a customer than just handing them out a car. You have like a, a, a close relation. They are calling you when it comes to service. So there might be additional services that could add value uh, uh, to the customer you you must have uh, you must have uh, um, thought about already so is there something where you say okay that's where you can really um, have a more um, closer connection to the customer or it's like is it really car based and and that's it uh, r- right now i think it's there, there is plenty to do in just offering a fantastic experience of having a car and getting a car because it is quite painful i i'm i've seen some um studies from the us where people would rather get divorced or go to the tax agency than to get the car because it's 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 tedious <laughs> so our focus is definitely to fix what you would call the basics uh and then it's always a bit tricky you know when when you should do a new, new service do you do it because you think it's fun uh, or or do you do it because there's a true consumer need mm-hmm. um But but a big area where we see uh, opportunity for the future is, of course, everything related to software around the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how I mean, the, the border between your car or your app for the car or your mobile phone in general, that will, of course, start to uh, dilute the borders there. It will all merge together much more and be much more seamless. 
So we, we care a lot about doing things that help people in their everyday life, basically. Uh, and that's where we sort of start to start or try to focus a lot. Um, and, and then to, to scale that to, to more markets. Um, and I think the tricky thing in this industry is that it's, you know, you have e-commerce, but it's not a shoe that, that weighs 800 grams. It's a car weighing a couple of tons, costing 100,000 euro or 50,000 euro. So it's a lot of money and you need to move that car around. So the, the logistics in this type of e-commerce is just, you know, insane. Mm. Um, and when whenever the shoes, you need to change uh, shoelaces, it's quite of a big deal to actually do that. So... It is a tricky industry to do things. We we aim to find things where we can do things that are fully software based or digital so that it can scale. I mean, having access to a car in Palma. Yeah, if we would have a thousand customers going to Palma every day, good. But if we have five going there once and then to uh, to Moscow in, in uh, two of them, etc., etc., it, it all of a sudden becomes a logistical nightmare. <laughs> so uh, it, it is an interesting uh, industry from that angle all of the logistics and, and how hard it is to scale when there is so much physical components tied to the business still but speaking of e-commerce is it possible today for a customer to order a car online the classic way i.e. a complete ownership on volvo.com Uh, no, not not now, and and um, but that's part then of my my new job, which is not only around care by Volvo, but rather you know broadening it to to online business in general. And uh, we have such solutions in in some countries, the UK as an example, but but it is a bit tricky. Uh, and one tricky thing is of course that normally in the car industry we sell a car to a retailer who would then set the final price. Uh, so when, when we put the car up on our website, we have a recommended price. Um, and since each dealer would set their own price, it's a bit hard for us. We don't want to create a price runner where our retailers on volvocars.com could compete for setting the best price. If you go on Nike, you don't see, you know, this is the price you get from stadium. This is what you get from footlocker. This is what you get from intersport, etc. So p- part of why this is so tricky as well is, is uh, it's not just online offline. It's also, is it a wholesale model or is it a direct model? Um, and but, 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 but maybe let's stick a, a second to this, uh, to this topic because like from a customer perspective, so I, I'm 100% on your side when it comes to um, uh, like the inside out perspective. So that is like part of the wholesale model. It was always part of the uh, uh, industry and um, car manufacturers never wanted to com- uh, uh, compete with the with the retailers because of the very distinctive roles. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a customer perspective, so uh, let's say I'm not into the care by Volvo principle. I like to own yep. my car. I like to configure a car, and uh, I, I I I definitely know uh, uh, what I want. And uh, part of part of this knowledge uh, includes. I don't want to uh, want to interfere with a uh, with a person at the car retailer because they have this kind of um, salesman's attitude uh, from at least from my experience. So, um, but wouldn't it then be 
customer optimized to offer them a car without the interference of a car retailer. And then, of course, let's attribute part of the selling price to the local car retailer where the customer sits. Fine. Okay, so uh, you get rid of the um, uh, the retailing dilemma, the wholesale dilemma, but customer-wise, it totally makes sense to sell directory. Yeah, no, you? no, absolutely. You, no, 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 the, the, absolutely. I mean, we, we, we should be where the customer is and the customer should be able to do what they want to do wherever they want to do it. Uh, and then I think we, we started with the subscription because it was a product that was fit for online due to lower commitments, etc. So it's a bit easier to do it online. But but uh, of course, whatever the customer wants to do, we should aim to do it. And 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 we are working on more sort of online products uh, for, for customers to choose. So without a doubt. Mm. Uh, and, and I also think that many people would maybe go to a retailer, look and feel, touch it a bit, maybe ask some questions. And then they go home. And then why should we give them time to start to get second thoughts? Then we should be there, of course, online. Yeah, um, definitely. Can Can you give us a little bit more insight? So we will we will stick a little bit to the online topic, but uh, uh, maybe just uh, one uh, one excursus to uh, the cars again. So you've you've said the um, XC40 uh, will um, fully electrified hits the streets um, anytime soon. Is this also uh, uh, part of the customer demand? So do they want to have like fully electrified cars? Do you see already like online? And you said you're you're um, in the online marketing game already that people are searching for electrified cars more than ICE cars, especially when it comes to Volvo. Uh, it's it's a bit different between market to market, uh, but but if you look in Norway where we are, for example, we. All of our cars in Kerba Volvo are uh, electric, uh, either fully or hybrids. So we, we as a company have decided that electric is sort of the future uh, and that's where we need to go. Um, and consumer demand, of course, is picking up. And I think the hybrids is a perfect way to get to know how it feels to drive without the noise of a combustion engine. Mm. Uh, I have one hybrid uh, and then I have a, a diesel and uh, I don't want to use that diesel because just the sound and the feeling is uh, horrible compared to just gliding along smoothly. So consumer demand for for um, electric cars at, at sort of good prices is picking up a lot. Then, you know, you need to figure out charging, how, how um, quite a lot of people are, are a bit... Um, not skeptical, but I, I guess wondering how does it work? What happens? How long can the car go? Where can I charge? And, and that's something where we need to help out. And that's also something I think is worth mentioning when we talk about online. Um, we don't aim to take away the human touch of it. So for, for example, one of our best tools to actually sell is, is uh, to talk to people on the phone. Uh, the average discussion with the, with the customer there could be 20, 30 minutes. Um, and, and a lot of that is around, you know, getting comfort that you pick the right thing. How does it work, et cetera, et cetera. So online doesn't mean, you know, let's not be human. Um, we still need to be there. Mm -hmm. But staying on the sort of electric car trend just for a moment, um, you mentioned Norway as an example. And Norway was, of course, super early out when it came to electric cars. I remember when I was living there 10 years ago, 
they already had free parking spaces for electric cars. It was government subsidized. Mm -hmm. You were able to use the bus lanes and sort of the rush hour and these type of things. Infrastructurally, would you say that your target markets are on par for you to be able to sell more electric cars? Taking, for example, Germany, which I know is a good market for care by Volvo. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And if you look at the EU uh, overall with, with legislation on uh, average CO2 emissions uh, of your fleet, so to speak, uh, I, I think it's quite clear where, where that is pointing. Uh, and just the other night, uh, the German government released the economy recovery program uh, with the change of car taxation and with strong focus on CO2 from, from January 1st, 2021. I think they doubled the existing electrification bonuses for for petrol hybrids and and, uh, battery electric cars. So that the trend is pointing in that direction in in Europe overall, there's no no question about it. Then it's a matter of how fast it goes and how fast will we be at producing uh, cars, etc. But yeah, the trend in all of Europe definitely supports that ambition. What 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 do you what do you think is the most exciting development for uh, for your online business in the uh, uh, in the next twelve months? So I I, uh, I I think you are like pretty advanced compared to other manufacturers when it comes to the understanding of um, how important the online journey uh, uh, is. As a customer, I would expect I can buy a car, configure it, buy it, and that's it. Don't send me to a retailer. I, I don't even want to. Uh, see the retailer for service purposes. I want just to uh, 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 send out a WhatsApp or whatever, and then somebody comes and picks my car up. And for most services, that's not even necessary, like changing tires or so that can be done like uh, 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 in, in front of my window. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what 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 is for from from your perspective um, um, the next big things coming up for for your business, especially from from for the online business. Mm-hmm. No, no, but I would say it's it's taking care by Volvo to to new markets. Uh, it is uh, definitely providing new ways to transact for the customer online. Uh, I think that we have tons to gain from involving or engaging even more with our retailers because I think we have so much untapped potential. And then I think the cool thing is going to be when we now start to see customers who have been with us for two years maybe did we actually provide them with a good service so that they stay with us? Uh, I I think the car industry has been very focused on, or let's say OEMs, around pushing metal. So trying to take more of a classic e-commerce customer lifetime value approach where, of course, one thing is what does it cost to get the customer first time and, and, and getting them to pay the first time, but how well do we work with retention? Mm. Uh, so it it would be around that both growing uh, sorry is it so far too early to say because you haven't been live for long enough to see what the retention would be yeah no I I think it's a bit too early Uh, and of course we see that some customers use the product they use the flexibility they use the commitment free thing to get out Uh, and and that's yeah that that's part of the product, but but we do see that the customers stay for quite a long time. Uh, I think we hope that they will stay two years on average, uh, and I guess in a year or so we will we will see whether that was true or not, and and how many that actually stayed with us but in a new car. 
maybe they got uh, divorced, maybe they got the kid, so their mobility need changes a bit, but then we want them to be loyal to the brand. Um, so in one sense, you could say Carbavolvo is just a big loyalty program to keep the customers with us. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe let's uh, let's take one uh, one sidestep to the uh, platform economy. So mm-hmm. um, um, you're probably not following a custom zone because like the German block, but uh, we are also writing a lot of stuff about platform economy. And then uh, 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 one of the main learnings is that in platform economy, it's not about like selling stuff anymore. It's about uh, it's it's just renting out customer access. So Amazon and Google they are not selling directly. So just re- they are renting their uh, uh, merchandise uh, uh, space to other vendors. Mm-hmm. Is it something you could think about that uh, that you're building a system now, uh, the uh, care by Volvo principle that could be offered as like software as a service, for example, to um, to other vendors? Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. And I think everything that is, again, software-based uh, that can scale is is just perfect for us because the car is no longer a car. The car is a computer on wheels. Um, so, so that, and, and, and one of the reasons, we, we like to choose a bit what we do and what others do, and we cannot do everything because we're quite a small company comparing to other car manufacturers still. So, for example, working with uh, Google, Uh, and the new Android uh, system for for our new cars, the XC40 uh, battery electric, as an example, that that opens up a completely new possibility for us to offer things to customers within the car. And then I don't think we will be world champions of developing, you know, consumer friendly apps for the car necessarily. Uh, that we should definitely open up to others. Um, And can, also, can you can 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 you elaborate here? So I, I think some of our listeners know like the concept of Tesla mm-hmm. owning like everything. But what will be different then with Volvo? I I know like the uh, most recent uh, interior design. So it's like this uh, vertical uh, uh, screen, which is pretty much uh, pretty much like industry standard. It it, it just looks nicer. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, what will be different with uh, with the Google ecosystem partner? Uh, no, no, but with the XC40 then, uh, we, we have a completely new infotainment system that is driven by Android. Uh, and, and of course, then we can leverage or the customer will be able to leverage uh, Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store, etc. Really, really integrated into the car. So sometimes if you have a TV and, and you go to, um, you know, Samsung App Store, in, in your in your on your Samsung TV you can tell that maybe Samsung that's not your key strength to build uh, like an app store and then you go to your Apple TV and you see okay these guys actually know how to build an app store <laughs> and they have more developers they have more of everything and I, mm-hmm. I think we feel the same thing here instead of building you know Volvo app store where we would maybe not get too many uh, of, of the best uh, developers building apps to, we can leverage the power of a company like Google. Mm. Yeah. Will it be the first uh, Google-driven car, like when it comes to the infotainment system in the market? I think so, actually. This is not my key area of knowledge, but uh, I know that Volvo Car Group was the first company who said we're going to do it together. Then mm-hmm. we have a sister brand as well called uh, Polestar, uh, which is uh, like an electric performance uh, 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 car company. Uh, and there we, we, we will also use uh, uh, Google Android or Google Auto. 
How are the both brands connected, Polestar and Volvo? Uh, yeah, Polestar used to be like our performance brand, so where where we could do uh, you know a bit faster cars with uh, bigger motors or whatever it is. Uh, but since a few years back, Polestar is going to be the brand within Volvo Car Group that leads the way in terms of electrification. So mm. they released a fantastic and beautiful car called Polestar One uh, a year or two, I think it was ago. But it was a hybrid, a real performance car, quite pricey, but absolutely stunning. Uh, and now, very soon, Polestar 2 uh, will hit the streets, which is mm-hmm. then a um, yeah, full electric, uh, uh, nicely priced, I would say, or you know, affordable uh, car, which will be mainly sold then uh, um, more on the principles of direct-to-consumer, still involving retailers but not in the fully classical sort of wholesale model. It's a bit different be- between country and country, but at least for Europe, uh, the aim is to go directly to customers. So on their website, as an example, um, you would be able to lease or buy the car cash uh, online. And, and a care by Polestar, Polestar principle, is that thinkable? Yeah, everything is uh, thinkable. <laughs> Then I think uh, they have uh, yeah, ha- had a fantastic uh, challenge of uh, creating a new car company. So mm-hmm. a lot of the innovation has been around the car and, and uh, just putting it online to, to sell or lease. But, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, that's the beauty of us having multiple brands in our, in our company that we can see and learn a bit and see what, what we can do together, where, where can we learn from each other, etc. There's also a third okay. company within uh, within our sphere called uh, Lincoln Co., uh, which is yet to launch. But their ambition is definitely to build a car more as uh, something that you would share, that you would have, uh, yeah, not not permanently. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, lots of cool things happening actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I'm just configuring now my Polestar car here. I didn't know about Polestar 2. I really liked the Polestar 1 design. I didn't know uh, about Polestar 2. That uh, <laughs> seems really be nice. And it's going to be uh, it's going to be a uh, uh, fully electrical, no yes, hybrid. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. There I would be really eager to uh, to hear the uh, the care by Polestar option, not paying yeah. 60,000 euros. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a very good uh, guest for you next time, Thomas Ingelat, who's the CEO of uh, uh, Polestar. He's also German, so then you could do it in German if you would want to. <laughs> yeah, but you have to do the introduction then. I, I definitely uh, take him. Yeah, it's it's an interesting <laughs> car. So maybe I can have a test a test drive with uh, this car. So uh, I, I hand over I hand over for the last questions to uh, to, to to Lena. I didn't want to interfere because of my uh, auto. Uh, uh, friendship here <laughs> your, your love for, for cars which we actually share yeah. it's just I'm not being yeah. as outspoken about it perhaps as you um, but Patrick it's just a curious question um, seeing that this has been quite a journey from what I understand what was the most surprising element of all of this was there an assumption that you entered into Volvo with because I know that you you don't have a long-standing career within Volvo actually you joined specifically to build care about Volvo so I'm sure you must have had assumptions around um, how this market looked and how easy or not easy it would be to disrupt and what was the biggest surprising element for you? Hmm. I think the biggest realization for us as a company, I, I think, is that if you take e-commerce as an example, it's easy to think that e-commerce is like a function that you say, oh, okay, we sell cars, now we need a head of e-commerce who can do e-commerce. 
but when you double click at what e-commerce actually means it's it's so multifunctional right you need your your marketing you need your operational processes your logistics uh, you need you know to keep your numbers in track you need a backend so so i think that's the biggest thing to to explain that e-commerce is not just putting up a web page and voila everyone comes there it, it, it's really building a business rather where a lot of things are the same as, as they have been before, but quite often there are a few tweaks that you need to make that can make life uh, uh, quite different. So, so I think that has been the biggest part, actually, trying to co- explain what is e-commerce and then doing that at the same time as you try to introduce a new business model, which is direct versus wholesale, at the same time as you introduce a new customer offering which is subscription and not buying the totality of those three uh, and how long it actually takes to build something up that is scalable that is robust flexible etc that that has been the the key thing and in the midst of all that not getting stuck in just talking about why we should do things how we should do things who should do things but but also then remembering what the heck are we trying to do for the customer here to not fall in love with your own internal slogans basically but really are we solving a problem for a customer or are we making up a problem that we think sounds cool to solve basically cool i really liked what uh, what you said a about the customer and b about the uh, uh the perspective of uh, of of care by volvo I'm not 100% convinced about the leasing comparison because uh, there are some pricing websites in uh, in Germany where I can uh, can have a two-year leasing for for a low price but I will definitely look l- l- uh, more into it uh, uh, and uh, maybe that's also an uh, maybe that's also an idea how to show prices and on care by Volvo uh, to make them more comparable with leasing because if you exclude then um, what you said insurance taxes and all the stuff then then it's a really competitive price uh, um, um, mm-hmm. Uh, eventually um i will definitely dig dive into the polestar 2 option so that's <laughs> that's a uh, that's really nice uh, that's a really nice car uh, uh, uh coming off i haven't seen actually a polestar in uh, in germany so far so is it sold here too is it a popular car already a polestar no, it, it, i don't think it has hit the streets yet uh orders are being taken i am not 100 sure when the first deliveries are coming um, not not even the polestar one Yeah, the Polestar One has, of course, been been out, but but that was a limited series car. Uh, the price was, you know, maybe not for the mass market, um, mm. but it's a really beautiful car, and the Polestar mm. Two as well. It's um, oh, it's cool actually. Mm. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Now I need to convince <laughs> my wife. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, con- and and I, and we have to convince uh, we could uh, convince the Polestar CEO to offer a uh, care by Polestar exactly uh, so I can afford it. Yeah, so, and they can use your platform. That's, uh, <laughs> uh, um, um, that's nice. So if I if I would go now to like the average retailer in my in my region, um, asking about okay, how's your uh, how how do you look in the future uh, of this brand? So compared to maybe other car brands, so. Will he will he give me the answer? He's looking into a bright future, so it's 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 good somehow, or is he a little bit like concerned uh, what's in for him uh, in the next like years? I mean, Volvo has had a fantastic growth story, of course, over the last couple of years, where we have outgrown most of our competitors. That that has, of course, been very uh, beneficial also for our retailers. 
but but then where we stand today is you know what will digitalization or the migration to online mean what will uh, uh, electrification mean when when there are less moving parts uh, in the car and then it's less maintenance what will that mean for for you know the service business uh corona what will happen there so i i I think that there's a lot of question marks out there basically and Mm. uh if i was a retailer i would maybe not be so worried about only what volvo is doing online but what our third party is doing online Mm. Mm. um i mean it's it's still in in e-commerce you can buy your shoe at uh, nike or you could buy it at a physical only retailer trying to go online or you could buy it at an online only retailer or a marketplace for 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 cars that is still quite uh, far away uh or rather it it's not there but i don't think it is far away if you look at the speed at, at which things are happening mm. so and and if you run a, a successful retail uh, uh, operation, it will be a bit hard for you to put something up online that is, you know, a, a good enough customer experience. But then also more importantly, having the muscle to actually drive meaningful traffic and operate that. Mm. Um, and and of course, in our online channel. Um, how do we how do we treat customers that are actually looking between brands how we we will never be at least that's my strong opinion be a price leader in our own channel so you will always get a nike shoe that was not on sold you will probably get that at the cheap price at uh, maybe zalando or or something but your own channel you want to protect a bit so so for us and our retailers is really about, I think, h- how do we create a meaningful position in a market where competition is just starting, where multi-brand will be, will be something, of course, happening and, and where price transparency online will, will be, um, you know, the new, the new normal. So mm-hmm. I, I would assume that retailers actually, man, many of them probably have a fantastic idea of exactly what they're going to do and it will be bright. But I would assume that quite many are, are um, uh, in the midst of, in the eye of the storm, sort of. Everything has not started to happen, but it's it's right around the corner. Mm-hmm. What a nice way to summarize the, the the challenges of your business in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic, uh, it, it's such a complex uh, uh, industry uh, with so many ifs and buts and strings tied to this and that, but... At the end of the day, just like we talked about the beautiful cars and everything, it's 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 fantastic to work with something as exciting as cars, basically. <laughs> it's a beautiful product. It's something you can relate to. It's something you use. But it's also something where you can be annoyed about one million things and wonder how the heck can we not do this in a better way? Mm. 
Cool. That's I think that's that 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 is better summary than uh, uh, than Lena or I could have uh, could have given. Thank you for what for your time <coughs> on the Wimlex show. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, uh, we will uh, create a lot lot of feedback. I will uh, definitely follow the store of uh, Care by Volvo, and I will definitely compare it to the prices uh, of the leasing industry I've seen so far. Uh, <laughs> uh, I sent you some links after uh, um, afterwards, and maybe we can do a follow up with uh, pollsters. That would uh, that would be great. So yes. thank you, Patrick. Thank you, and the care. Bavolo sales team will contact you shortly. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for joining, Patrick. I'm really happy we're Thank able to you. find the time now, finally. Really exciting story. Thanks a lot. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The next episode is about Rosa Bikes and their IT department. So Rosa Bike is one of the leading manufacturers of bike in Europe, if not even worldwide. Uh, and they managed the transition to a monolith from a monolithic system to a Spryker agile infrastructure. He's talking uh, with uh, my chief customer officer, Chris Rausch uh, from uh, UK. So another interesting episode, a little bit more specialized on tech. <laughs>